Welcome to the Hope Elam Podcast. We are a diverse church in the heart of Des Moines, seeking to bring God's kingdom as we live more like Jesus. We hope that what you're about to hear points you to Jesus Christ. Know that we're praying for you and look forward to connecting with you soon. staff here and I get to be one of the two people that get to uh, share God's word with you this morning uh, myself and then my good friend Bonnie will be wrapping it up for us this this morning so um, as we were working through this this week we were struck by um, how healing there just comes like a weight or a heaviness to healing sometimes especially if you've been longing for it and it hasn't happened Um, healing is really, really good, but yet there's also a call to action that comes with that. And so this whole week we've been writing and rewriting and praying and asking, and the weight for me at least, the seriousness of this is still there. Um, And so I would like to start with prayer before we even dive into anything else. So let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, that you are our healer. We thank you, Father, that you love us no matter what our circumstances, what we bring to you, what we do, what we don't do, no matter what you love us, Father, so we thank you for that. And God, in the ways in which that we long for healing and the ways in which that we are desperate for that for ourselves or others, Lord, we know that it is in you and your timing that that will or will not come to fruition here on earth, God. And that's hard sometimes. And so ultimately, God, we thank you for your love that carries us through all of it. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. So we've been, if you're new with us in person or online, um, these last few weeks we have been doing a Say What series. And when I see that, when I see that phrase with the question mark, I always am like, say what? So... To wake us all up this morning here, some of us have been up for a long time encouraging runners outside. For some of you, you literally just woke up and rolled out of bed and came here. So some of you are still waking up, I'm sure of it. So right now to just, woo, get it going, we are going to turn to our neighbor and say, say what? And you have to go up like that, okay? So turn to your neighbor and say, say what? Yeah, say what? Sometimes when you read God's word, it's a say what moment, right? And we've had some of those here these last few weekends. Say what? And as we dig into God's word, I don't think that it's an accident that that's sometimes our human response because it gets us to dig deeper. It gets us to ask why, what, how, when, all of those things. And so our say what phrase for today is Jesus asking this man who is lame, who is sick, do you want to get well? What, Jesus? (laughs) Don't you know I want to get well? He asks. Jesus asks, do you want to get well to this man? And I think most of us, if we were given the opportunity, if we knew, because that's, that's a whole other sermon, if we knew we needed healing and it was offered to us, say what? Yes, uh, most certainly, I would like 
to be healed. So we're going to look today at Jesus' response in healing, and we're going to look a little bit at the man's response in healing, and then Bonnie's going to bring us home with our call to action and what we do with that. So we want to know today that Jesus cares for you, (laughs) that God knows your need, and healing is complex and holy. It's so complex. So a few things to set the stage here for John 5. We're living in John 5 here today, 1 through 5a, not b, a. John 1. Um, If you want to open up your Bibles or pull out your Bible app, that's where we're hanging. You can read along as we're kind of doing some visualization here in a second. Um, The Gospel of John. So the Gospels are in the New Testament. You have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, chapter 5, starting in verse 1. And we see there that we have a man who needs healing, and he can't walk. He is at the pool of Bethesda, And um, that pool at that time is believed to bring healing if you can get into it. Once the water is stirred up, they could be healed. So if you're comfortable, no pressure, let's close our eyes. Everyone around you may or may not do it. Worry about yourself. It's between you and the Lord. Close your eyes and imagine this story taking place. Maybe you're one of the religious leaders there. Maybe you're not lame, but you're there not helping. Maybe you are someone laying on your own mat. So we have a man on his mat unable to walk, yet he's using his own strength to try and get him closer to this pool. Now it's a popular place, so imagine people around. But this man has been here for 38 years, and he just can't get there. He needs healing. Now Jesus, imagine Jesus entering the city of Jerusalem. What route does he take? He could go around the city to get to where he needs to go. But instead, he chooses to go through the city. It reminds me of Psalm 23 when David is crying out to God, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear evil because who? God is right beside you. So Jesus is intentionally going through the city. You can open your eyes if you haven't already. Jesus approaches this man. He looks at him and he says, do you want to be well? Now, as shocking as a statement as it is of Jesus asking that question, I would also like to say that the man's answer is also very shocking to me. He looks at Jesus and he says, I can't, sir. Before I'm saying, man, if you knew you needed healing, wouldn't you look at Jesus if he's offering this to you and say, yes, I want to be healed. I can't get to the pool, don't you know? But instead, this man looks at Jesus and says, I can't, sir. (laughs) But he says that because it's not on his own will that he can. He can't do it on his own. So although it isn't this loud, rambunctious, yes, it's I can't, but I want it. No one has helped me yet. No one here on earth has helped me yet. 
So Jesus asks, do you want to be well? Because Jesus cares for you. He cares for him. Jesus could have walked in there and declared, because God knows what you need, he could have walked in there and been like, hey, you, get up, let's go. But he didn't. He could have walked in and healed everyone in that space. But he didn't. He walked through to one and looked him in the eyes and said, do you want to be well? Because he knows his need. And he is giving him an opportunity to respond, to have a conversation with him, to have a relationship with him. And although Jesus knows just what he needed, he still asked for permission. He still asked for that conversation. He still asked, because I'm going to do this, I want a relationship with you, let's talk. And so the man's response in saying, I can't, sir, there's also something deeper in his heart that maybe some of us are here feeling. Maybe you're saying, I can't, sir, but not out of a longing because no one here will help, but I can't because I'm stuck. My hope for healing is stuck. God, I see everyone else around me getting healed, moving along in life, and here I am still. I'm stuck. Have you been there? Are you there? (laughs) Maybe it could be the question. (laughs) No matter how trapped you feel or how much you long for that healing in your own life, God knows. He knows. Healing is holy and it's complex. But God knows the intricacies and the complexity of what you need for healing in your life. Some of us will say, I can't be healed because I don't know where to find help. Some of us will say, I just don't want it. (laughs) I don't want to be healed. Like, I'm fine. Fine is an F word in our house. I'm fine. Right? Like, ugh, I'm fine. No, God wants ultimate peace and healing and restoration for you. You might think to yourself, God's not big enough to heal you. But we are here to say that God is big enough and he can heal you because God loves you and he wants you to thrive. But we also have to recognize our dependency on him in being healed. In Psalm 73, it talks about how my heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Let's read that together again. My heart and my flesh may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. All healing, every bit of it, comes from God. Yes, he he uses doctors. He uses medicine. He uses science. He uses our prayers. He uses our crying out to him, all of that. But all of it comes from God alone. Nothing on earth, nothing on earth will satisfy us in the healing department except through God. 
And the world may even say, if you're in a season of healing or when you've been in a season of healing, I mean, I would like, I would also just like to say, we're all in a season of healing, <laughs> like physical, emotional, spiritual, we're all in that. But sometimes the weight of it is heavier in your heart during different seasons. We all have to cry out for healing with God daily. But sometimes the world will say, hold it in. I don't want to deal with that. Cover it up. But scripture says the truth will set you free. Cry out to God in your time of need. Abide in scripture and you will be well as God desires. Also, the world sometimes, the world says a lot of things. These are just two that came to my mind that I apparently am struck with. But the world sometimes will say, be strong. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Let's go. (laughs) But scripture says, God's power is made perfect in my weakness. And it goes on to say, therefore, I will boast all the more about my weakness so that his power can be made perfect through me. (laughs) We need healing from God. We only get healing from God. (laughs) And when we declare that it's through him that we get that healing and that strength and his power through us is only when we rely on him. So not getting well requires getting well, excuse me, getting well requires something of us. So we have this dependency. We know that Jesus cares for us. He wants a relationship with us. And like every relationship, there's something that you get to do, right? And so getting well requires something of you just like the man was laying there. And Jesus did say, Get up, like we sang about this morning. He picks me up. He turns me around. He places my feet on solid ground, right? (laughs) It requires something of us. After the man got up, I just, I have this image, and, and I believe that God fully could heal him, and he just like literally gets up and just walks out the door in all confidence, right? I imagine it more like I'm healed, I get up, and you're like, whoa, I've never, whoa, okay, okay, right? No matter which way you imagine it, it doesn't matter. But this way actually reminds me of my daughter when she gets sick. Um, Everly has this ability to um, get sick every single February. Every single February, she is sick. And when I say sick, I mean Let's pray for healing that that doesn't happen. But every single February, she has gotten sick these last few years. And February in our household is the infamous daddy-daughter dance, okay? So she's sick 10 days. She's in our king-size bed. I'm with her, back scratches, snuggles, all the things, because I'm the chosen parent for this time. She's had way too much TV, All of the Popeyes, her body is probably a rainbow on the inside. All of these things. And on day 10, she's got like the bird's nest in her hair, you know, same shirt. And I'm like, honey, I think, I think you're getting well. Like, I think, I think we're there. Like, I think you're weak still, but I think we're there. And she's like, I don't know, mom. So this goes on. And I'm like, 
this little scoundrel. She just wants to stay in the king-size bed with the popsicles and the TV and all of the things. So I said, honey, we're going outside and we're going to get fresh air. And so we go outside and this particular year, I mean, she was hit hard and she was so weak. But she was okay. She was good. And so I said, okay, let's go. Like, no, let's shower, let's do what we're going to do. And she's like, yeah, see, I'd rather go back to bed and get the TV and the popsicles and all of that. And I say all of that because sometimes when we are stuck and longing for healing or when we are sick, that old reality that we have, we have to step into the new reality that God has called us to in healing. When the freedom of healing is at our fingertips, so often we choose to go with what is easier instead of going for the freedom that Jesus has to offer us. When the healing power of Jesus is right in front of us and we say, we have the opportunity to say yes, instead we say yes to the quick fix that our world has to offer us instead of diving in to the holiness of Jesus to transform ourselves. And when the journey to health is available, we choose to believe sometimes that there is nothing wrong with us. And so instead we choose deflection instead of self-reflection to find healing. We choose deflection instead of self-reflection for God to heal us, for him to work within us. And so for us, we have a step, we have movement towards healing in saying yes to the self-reflection that God gives us. Being well and even healed isn't about perfection. It is never about perfection. It is about being satisfied in who God has created you to be. So how are you deflecting today? How are you choosing the quick fix instead of the deep, holy, complex work of healing? How are you trying to take the easy road instead of walking through that valley of the shadow of death, the hard and the hurt and the pain that happens with being healed to find freedom only found in Jesus. So Bonnie and I want to give you an opportunity here to do some self-reflection just for 10 seconds in silence. We know that we did some silence a few weeks ago if you worshiped with us in person or online. But for the next 10 seconds, in silence, cry out to God, surrender to him. What self-reflection do you have in your heart that you need to surrender to him? Let's take a few seconds. We pray and we ask that the Holy Spirit would intercede in whatever is on your heart right now the longing that you have for healing for yourself or for others. God gives us the ultimate healing through salvation and eternal life with him. Do we want our people on earth to be healed? Absolutely we do. But ultimate healing will never be found this side of heaven. It just won't. Because we live in a, earth, in a, in a world that is broken 
But man, we have the love of Jesus that certainly counters that and makes that so much better to walk through life with because we have a father that loves us and desires healing for us. The man in this story, he needed Jesus. (laughs) This man did find hope in Jesus. The man said yes to Jesus. Healing is holy. Healing is hard. Healing brings freedom ultimately. We all need Jesus. We all can and hopefully do find our hope in Jesus. So if Jesus was here right now and he looked at you and said, would you like to be well? How would you respond? Let's take a look. Shalom. Me? Yes. Shalom. I have a question for you. For me. I don't have many answers, but I'm listening. Do you want to be healed? Who are you? We'll get to that later. But my question remains. Will you take me to the water? I'm having a really bad day. You've been having a bad day for a long time. So? Sir, I have no one to help me into the water when it's stirred up. And when I do get close, the others step down in front of me. So, look at me, look at me. That's not what I asked. I'm not asking you about who's helping you, or who's not helping, or who's getting in your way. I'm asking about you. I've tried. For a long time, I know. And you don't want false hope again, I understand. But this pool, it has nothing for you. It means nothing. And you know it. But you're still here. Why? I don't know. You don't need this pool. You only need me. So, do you want to be healed? 
So let's go. Get up. Pick up your mat. And walk. Free to walk, like he said. Don't forget your bed. Why does this matter? Because you're not coming back here. That life is over. Everything changes now. Good morning, Hope Elam. Pretty powerful video, isn't it? We are talking today about making sense of Jesus' most shocking statements. And as you watch the video, asking a man, do you want to be healed, who was waiting for healing for 38 years, seems a bit shocking. Can I get an amen? amen. And because it doesn't seem obvious uh, to us, because his answer would be yes, right? I mean, would you all agree? Wouldn't you say that he would say yes? I want to be healed. But instead, what does the lame man say? He says to Jesus, I'm, I'm having a really bad day. And is there anybody in the house today that would be honest enough to say that maybe you're having a, a really bad day? Or maybe some of you, it has been a week or a really bad month or a year. Jesus asked him again, and this time he went on and on about the reasons why he could not be healed. But this is what I love. Jesus did not give up. I love that. He compassionately listens, and then he says to him, look at me. That is not what I asked you. I'm not asking about who's helping you. I'm not asking about who's not helping or who's getting in your way. I'm asking about you. When we are hurting or in need, don't we want someone to see us? Don't we want someone to care about what we're going through? Amen? So I am here to tell you right now that God, your creator and heavenly father, he sees you. He sees each and every one of you, and he knows what you are going through. He loves you, and he cares. Amen? You know, the man didn't know who Jesus was, but Jesus sure knew him. And in verse 6, it says that Jesus saw him and knew that he was ill for a long time. Why is this important? Because when Jesus says that he saw him, he was able to look beyond the natural 
and look inside his heart. I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to, to take a look. Take at your neighbor. Come on. Go ahead and look at your neighbor. What do you see? You see their beautiful features, right? All the, the beautiful skin and all of that good stuff. But here's the thing. All you can see is the natural. But Jesus Christ was able to look beyond the natural to what was most important. He was able to see what was in his heart. Proverbs 23, 7 says this. As a man thinks in his heart, so shall he become. I'm going to say that again. As a man, as a woman, as a child thinks in their heart, so shall you become. More pressing than a physical healing, this man needed a spiritual healing. He was tired of waiting. Is there anybody in the house of God today that you have been waiting on something for God and you are tired of waiting? Come on now, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real in the house today. The man had lost hope. He wasn't just laying down physically. He was laying down spiritually. The man had given up. Anybody here in the house today ever given up? We cannot lay down. We cannot lay down on our faith. You want to know why? Oh, come on. We can do better than that. We cannot lay down on our faith. Because Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I don't know about you, but I want to have all the hope that God can give me because I know that God has things for me. So we cannot, you cannot lay down on your faith. Jesus asked him the question. Do you know why he asked him the question? Because he wanted to elicit his faith. He wanted to trigger, he wanted to evoke his faith. And why? Because our faith pleases God. Why does it please God? Because it acknowledges who he is. And it says that you can do only what you can do that I cannot do for myself. God is a miraculous God. There isn't anything that God cannot do. There is nothing that God is not able to do in our lives. That is why we need our faith. If we can't do it here in the natural, our faith says, God, I want you to take the supernatural, come on now, and I want you to bring it into the natural. And that's what our faith does. Let me share this, because you need to understand something. It is not God's will for us to be sick. It is not God's will for us to have illness. It is not God's will for us to have diseases in our life. It was never God's will for us to even die physically. He had created us to be able to walk with him and talk with him in the fullness of life. But you want to know what happened? Thank you. Tell me what happened. I'll tell you. Adam and Eve in the garden made the decision that even though God said, you know what? Of all of the trees that you can eat from, there is one tree that I'm asking you to please not touch. And what did they do? They went on to touch the daggone fruit. 
And because they touched the daggone fruit, we now have sin in this world. We live in a fallen, sin-sick world. That is what brought sickness. That is what brought the disease, not God. Everyone has sinned. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 3, 23. Why is that important for us to know? Because now we need to understand and acknowledge that we live in a fallen world. And like the man at the pool of Bethesda, each and every one of us needs God's mercy. Each and every one of us needs God's healing. We could sit and talk all day, right, about all the needs that are represented in this house. Maybe someone has broken your heart and you do not know how to put it back together again. Maybe you are truly in need of a physical touch, a miraculous touch. Every time that I went to go prepare this, what, what the Holy Spirit would not let me leave out of this, and this is for somebody in the house today, you are feeling and fighting feelings of rejection. You feel unloved, you feel worthless, and I am here to tell you today that that is a lie. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 56, 8, and this is what it says. He has collected every one of your tears and put it in a bottle. Every one is written in his book. So when you are crying and you think that nobody sees you, God sees you. God takes every one of those tears for himself. That is how precious each and every one of us is. Like the man who needed the healing, God wants us to believe that for ourselves. So I'm going to tell you just real quick about the goodness of God. I grew up completely unchurched. One day my mother says at the age of nine, we're going to go to church. I'm like, what is church? <laughs> we go to church and the man preaches. But what you guys don't know is that when I walked into the church, my hands had chronic warts all on them. No one could heal them. No doctor could figure it out. No matter what they did, they could not heal my hands. So when the preacher got done, the man said, if there's anybody in the house today that believes that God can heal you, I want you to come forth. I didn't know God. I didn't have a relationship, but I knew what I felt in that house. And what I didn't know how to name it, it was faith. It was faith in the word that had been preached. And when I stepped forth, the woman knelt down like Jesus knelt down in that video. And she said to me, if you believe that God can heal you, I want you to take this oil and I want you to touch your hands. She said, until, I don't care how long it takes, you do it until God heals you. Day after day, week after week, month after month, I continue to do what I was supposed to do, please understand, I had never accepted Jesus Christ. I was nine years old. Let me tell you about how loving God is. That even when I had not acknowledged him yet, one day, suddenly, I'm in the car, and I say to my mom, ooh, I forgot to pray. And when I took the oil out right in front of my mother, God healed me. He miraculously healed my hands. And I'm here to tell you, you need to understand something. 
this is not a story. This is who God is. And the very God that made his way to that man at the pool of Bethesda, he has made his way to the house of God today. He is right here, right now. And he loves you. So for a few minutes, we need to investigate Jesus' powerful, action-packed directives. Because I don't know about you, but I want to know what works. Amen? Amen? Amen. So Jesus asked the question, do you want to be healed? In other words, do you want your life back? The first step of faith that Jesus Christ gave them the directive was stand up. Now, when we see the video in our minds, right, the first step is the man, Jesus is speaking to the man outwardly, right, to his flesh. But what we need to understand is that faith starts within. Jesus needed him to stop lying down spiritually. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when life experiences knock us down, when we want to give up, when we stop trying, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Now let's be honest. Who here has been knocked down? Who here has wanted to throw in the towel? Through here has wanted to say, you know what? I do not want to do this anymore. I am tired of waiting. You need to understand that the enemy of your soul wants you to do exactly that. He does not want you to trust God. He wants you to doubt his goodness. But here's what's interesting, Sister Tiffany. Faith gets us through the day. All day long. Every day. Not every day. Every day. How do we do that? So let me ask a question. When y'all went to bed last night, did you have faith that you would wake up this morning? Pow! Put it up. Come on. When you got up and you got into a car and you put that key in, you said, by faith, what? My car's going to start. Pow! Put it up. All right. We live by faith all day long. By faith. When I go home, I'm going to open up my refrigerator, Ryan, and that snicker bar, I believe by faith, is going to be in there. Right, Ben? Right? So much for my faith. <laughs> Here's my point. God does not want us to give up on him. He does not want us to give up on ourselves. God is asking you to take a step of faith. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. You stand up in the face of your enemy and you tell the enemy, listen, God is for me. He loves me and I am not going to lay down spiritually any longer. I am going to believe in what God tells me because that is who God is. And I will wait until he shows up. Hallelujah. Step number two. What was the directive that Jesus Christ gave him? He said, pick up your mat. I find it very interesting, and that's why I love this video. In the video, the man says, why is that important? And the disciple turns around and says, and I love this, because you are not coming back here. 
everything changes now. So let's talk about it, shall we? Can, can we talk about it? The man had not held a J-O-B in 38 years. So the social programs and all of the people that he depended on, don't say that you don't get familiar with that because I've been there. That is going to go away. The man's got to get a J-O-B. He's going to have to move from the familiarity. He has become comfortable and familiar with his surroundings. He's now going to have to find a new place to live. All of the friends that he has are in that area, and they are ill, and they are not feeling well. Now he's going to have to get some new friends. And guess what? When God heals you, do you really think and believe that all of the people around you are going to be excited for you? Boy, you better grow up. You better grow up in your faith because I'm here to tell you that when you go come running and talk about how Jesus has healed me and and I'm moving in this direction, folks are going to be like, yay. And why is that? Because maybe they don't want you to advance in front of them. Maybe they don't want you to have what they have not received yet. What I'm saying is change is hard. It's hard. Are you willing to make those changes? Think about when you cry out to God and you say, God, heal me. And then God turns around and says, well, here's the changes that I need you to facilitate in your life to to bring about that healing. And then what do we do? Oh, so God, I need your help to lose weight, but, but I go over and I eat the snicker bar, right? And everything else, and I don't facilitate my change. I love the end here. There's not one excuse that God cannot overcome. And what did Jesus Christ say to the man in the video? What did he say? He said, all you need is me. Philippians 4.13 says what? I can do all things through Christ. Who can do all things? I can do all things through Christ. Who can do all things? We can do all things through Jesus Christ. The third and final step that Jesus gave him a directive to do, is he said, now that you've risen up, now that you've picked up that mat, I need you to walk. Walk. So you know what? We're going to walk. Everybody up. Come on. Everybody up. And what I want you to do is just take a few steps. I just want you to go ahead and walk out. Come on. Walk, walk, walk. Walk away from where you at. Walk, 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 walk. Walk, 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 walk. Stop. Now, I want you to turn around, and I want you to tell me, are you in the same place that you were before you started walking? No. No. You can go back to your seat. Thank you. Why do I love that? Because here's what Pastor John says. God loves us right where we're at, but he refuses. He refuses to leave us that way. God wants us to get up. And he says, listen, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. We walk by faith. God has got places for you to go. He, come on, on, Ryan. God has got places for us to go. And here's the thing. With us as the church, once God has come into our life and he's given us our life back, where does he tell us to go? He says, go out. Go out. Not inward, go out into the highways and the byways. And let's talk to people who were in the place that we were at, who are hurting, who need healing, 
who have not yet received Jesus Christ. He said, go what? Out! We have got places to go, and we have got work to do. His grace and his power is working through all of us. He will strengthen you to let go of anything that has held you down. He has caused your faith, that anything that's caused your faith to become lame and void of power, he will give you the power to overcome it. There is not one excuse that he cannot overcome that has rendered you stuck. Jesus says this, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to call you my own. That is what this is all about. This is not about here. This is temporary. Whatever we're going through, this is the beautiful part. Because we've all sinned, you know what Jesus Christ did for all of us? He endured the cross. He overcame death. He suffered and suffered so that we could have eternal life. And why? So that one day, I'm going to walk through those gates, and this is going to be Jesus. Hey, hey, Bonnie, you know what? I want to walk down the streets of gold with you. Aren't they dope? That's the future that God has for us. Not what's here. We have eternity to look forward to. And this is what he's going to say. Welcome home. <laughs> Welcome home, my daughter. Welcome home my son. Welcome home, my good and faithful servant. So God is right here. Hear me. This is not a story. God is right here. And whatever it is that you need, this is the time to allow the anointing to do the work. Amen? So here's the question. Do you want to be healed. Let's all stand. We would like to give you all an opportunity to answer that question in a variety of ways this morning. Um, we have been praying all week long faithfully to have a bold invitation to invite people forward for healing, to cry out for healing, <laughs> and for some of you, this may be your first time here, yes. this may be your nine-year-old Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> and we want to give you the opportunity to come forward and to say yes to Jesus for the first time, <laughs> maybe for the hundredth time but to say yes to what God has anointed in your heart and in your life. So we invite our prayer partners and our staff forward to be available for prayer, for healing, to say yes to Jesus, um, to cry out to him and to thank him. And the rest of us, what do we get to do? We get to praise him. We get to worship faithfully and we get to ask God, what is it that you have for me? Let's worship.
Thanks so much for joining us. To find out more about Hope Elam, follow us on Instagram at hope.elam or visit our website at hope-elam.org.